Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hey guys, it's Blaze, and I want to talk this week about seeking acknowledgement and seeking praise and how much we all just desperately want to be liked and loved, and also how much we look for that outside of ourselves. Of course, we're human. Of course, we want everyone in the world to like us, and it's really difficult for us personally when we realize that, you know, not everyone can like us, nor should they that there's probably a group of people that's for us and there's some people that aren't. And I know like from a very young age, I just wanted everyone to love me. And it was tragic if I thought that the kids in the class thought that I was weird or strange. And to an extent, I've carried that with me my whole life where I'm like, oh, I should really look out if people think that I'm too weird or I'm too much or too anything. It's a problem and people aren't going to like me. And if they don't like me, my body thinks like, maybe I'll die. (laughs) Maybe I'll die. If people give me a disapproving look, if they don't think that I'm great, and I just want everyone to think that I'm great. So we'll start there. I want everyone to think that I'm great. And at the same time, I know that's impossible. I don't even believe that I'm that great. (laughs) So how could I expect anyone else to? But I guess that's kind of the point is I've begun to explore this in a deeper way, what it means to like myself, what it means to give approval to myself and genuinely give it, genuinely receive myself as a person that I like, and how that shifts my need for everyone else to like me. So we will notice when other people aren't giving us love and attention and praise, and we feel resentful of that. And then we feel a little scared and we're like, why aren't people noticing how awesome I am and how hard I'm working. That's usually a big one. I'm working so hard. I'm giving up so much. I'm sacrificing myself for these other people. Why are they not noticing and telling me that they're noticing what the hell's going on? I've learned to stop in those moments and go, wait a minute, where am I not acknowledging others and acknowledging myself? So when I bring it back to me, the first thing it does is it gives me control again, where I'm like, oh, right. Well, I don't actually have control over whether someone notices what I'm doing. I don't have control over their emotions or feelings about it because that's none of my business. I don't get to dictate their response to me. And if I try to control how they respond to me, now I'm kind of being manipulative and it's a lot of work. It's really hard to try to like outsmart everyone and everything in my life to get an outcome that I want. And while for a short time, the strategy of that can be kind of fun, like, hey, if I do this, can I make this happen in the world? It really leads to a lot of frustration, disappointment, exhaustion, and things that I just don't enjoy experiencing. So more and more and more, I am looking at the outside stuff in my life, the way people look at me, smile at me, or don't smile at me, how they write or text me, how they email me, how they speak to me, how they pass me in the grocery aisle as a reflection of what I'm putting out in the world. And 
rather than thinking that anything anyone else does has much to do with me, I know that if I'm focused on what I'm putting out, it can get reflected back. So I'm looking at it as an opportunity for me, I guess, to show up as my best self. And I'd like to do it from a place of genuinely caring about myself and going, you know what, I'd like to be a nicer, kinder human because it's one, it's more pleasant to do, but it also allows people to reflect love and kindness and conscientiousness, caring back to me. If I show up and I notice somebody who's having a bad day and I give them praise or just show them the care that I wish someone did when I'm having a bad day, it allows them one to feel that I'm getting to be, be the change I want to see in the world. (laughs) But I'm always blessed with their response. If I get one, I'm not usually looking for one, but it's so heartwarming for someone to receive care and praise and love and to genuinely like see that warmth and that joy reflected in them and knowing that I've given that gift to someone and filled them up, but it always fills me up too. So I think when, you know, therapists and coaches and all of us are telling people, you know, you've got to be the change you want to see in the world, treat people the way you want to be treated in a way. Yeah. It's kind of selfish because it does come back on you. And I know we have all of these um, spiritual laws as well that say like, whatever you put out in the world, it comes back on you threefold. And I think we take that and we make it like a tablet on the wall and we're like, yeah, 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 I know, I know that's how it is. And it becomes a dogma and it's not a lived experience. But if you are able to slow down, walk out in the world and just, just check yourself, I guess, be like, where am I at? And what am I radiating in this moment? Am I radiating seething frustration? Like, then I guess it's no wonder that everything around me is frustrating. Huh? What if I tried something else? Now, here's the meat of this whole conversation that is easier said than done, right? Like you can notice that you're seething frustration and anger and whatever, but what does it take to actually turn that moment around and give yourself even a chance to practice something else or try on a different emotion, try on a different action. So for me, I personally need to allow myself to be in that frustration I go for walks a lot (laughs) and I like going for my walks because if I'm frustrated, there's something about the kinetic energy of just moving my legs really fast in my arms. And right now it's cold out. So it's even like the hot, not the hot, (laughs) the cold, the cold air hitting me in the face. It wakes me up. It's a sensation. I can be more present and I try to do both noticing what's happening and my feeling and thoughts. So I'll be like, I am a person who's walking in the sunshine. The air is really cold and I'm pissed off. It feels like, I don't know, icicles on my cheeks and my shoulders are up really high. I wonder if I can relax them. So it, it gives me a chance to notice what I'm actually doing. Like I am pissed off and I'm walking. What is that like? I'm like, wow, I'm walking really fast. I've noticed that I've been thinking and talking to myself for many, many steps. And I didn't notice the houses, the trees. Like I haven't looked up once. I just keep looking at the ground. That's interesting. So one thing I'm doing is I'm trying to take away judgment about that. It's perfectly fine. Like even if I walk for three miles and I don't look up and I'm just stomping, that's okay. That can be my experience. But what I eventually do is allow myself to breathe through that emotion 
as I'm doing whatever activity and be like, okay, I'm a person who's, you know, tense in my shoulders and I'm angry and I'm having trouble letting it go. And I'm going to look up now. Oh, wow. That's cool. Like I allow myself to be distracted or to notice something new and interesting. And I think we've talked about recently novelty being something really nourishing to the human mind and to the human heart. So just allowing myself to notice that I'm in a pattern that I'm not looking around and going, what would it be like if I just looked around? And sometimes, (laughs) sometimes I'm like, damn it, the sun is too bright. Like it's hurting my eyes and I have find something else to be upset about. But that even lets me have that moment of insight to go, no matter what I'm looking at, I'm mad at it. The sunshine isn't a bad thing. I'm just pissed off. Wow. That's interesting. What would it be like, like on another day, have I ever gone walking and been like, wow, this is so glorious. Look at this beautiful sun. So it lets me notice, like I have contrast in my own lived experience, same basic walk, same basic sunrise. And I experience it completely differently based on how I'm feeling. And it does change how I'm moving, how I'm acting, like the expression on my face. I will notice if I'm putting on a smile for people driving by, or if I'm actually genuinely smiling and like, yay, people are coming by, I'm going to wave at them. Or if I'm just like, fuck those people, I'll wave at them anyway. You know, like it, it's an interesting moment where I'm being with myself as a human being and you know, trying not to judge myself for whatever I'm going through. And sometimes here, here's where the judgments come in. What are you even have to be upset about blaze? Your life is fine. Like here you are walking. People are, some people are at work right now. They can't go for a walk. Like all of the judgments come in about how I'm not allowed to feel how I feel. And I know I'm not the only human who does this. I see it in my family. I see it in my friends. Everybody does this. We all judge ourselves about how we downplay our excuses, I guess we call them, for how we feel because we've judged certain emotions as being bad and not worth having and that we shouldn't have them for very long. And because we think we shouldn't have them or we need to have a really huge excuse to have them, we hold on to them way longer than we need to. When I'm allowing myself to just stomp it out or whatever, by the end of a walk, it's mostly moved. Or I'm able to go like, ah, it's probably going to spike again when I go inside because I'm going to be faced with the dishes and people and noise and whatever, but at least I know what those triggers are and I can handle it. (sighs) And so if I feel like it, what do I need? That's the next question that could come in. And sometimes I think, you know what? I just don't want to go back in. It's too much stimulation for me right now. I don't want the noise. I don't, I don't want to have a conversation. I'm just going to sit on a rock (laughs) and I do it. And That is me learning how to acknowledge myself, give myself what I need and what I really wanted. What am I thinking is going to happen when I go inside? I'm going to get accosted is what I think with noise and demands and people will want me to do stuff and I don't want to do anything. And that's like where so much of my frustration comes from is I just need quiet. I need to recharge. I need a moment to do that without a thousand things happening at once. And I want to slow down. So how can I give that to myself? Because no one else can give that to me. And it's recognizing that the world around me, like it can't necessarily give me anything. I have to give it to myself. And in those moments, if I recognize it, and I don't always, and I do take the moment to just sit and be with myself, then I get to, I guess, bear witness to all of the drama that wants to tell me that it's hard to take care of myself. 
So I sit on the rock and then I'm listening to myself go like, God, you're out here a really long time. What if everybody really needs you? I, maybe you need to go in. Do you think like, what if you didn't text and tell them that you were going to take an extra half an hour? Like, oh my God, like they know I'm on a walk. They know exactly where I am. If they look out the window, there I am sitting on a rock. Like it's not hard to find me, (laughs) but my brain will tell me a bunch of things about how it's selfish or maybe I shouldn't take too long or hasn't it been enough already? That's a big one that I give myself is like, I'll give myself a little, but it really shouldn't be more than a minute. Like even at the 30 second mark, I find myself already trying to push past and like, okay, go do something else. Go do something, please. And that's not giving myself what I need or want. And I think, God, well, if I did go in, what would I want to have happen? I'm like, well, I wish I could just curl up on the couch and get a huge hug and just be held for an hour. And that would be really nice. And maybe I could rest. Huh. That's all I really want. So why am I not resting in this moment that I already have? Or why am I not going in and just telling someone I just need a hug and I want to sit on the couch with you? So I've, I've had to learn over time to ask for the things that I actually want and not not automatically diminish them in my mind and be like, oh, well, everyone wants a hug. So who are you to ask for one? I'm like, no, just, just ask for one. Who am I to sit on a rock for a half an hour and be left alone? (laughs) Don't you know you have responsibilities, Blaze? But I need to be able to give myself that and show other people that they also can take that time for themselves that they're not being selfish, that it's actually fine. And actually what I appreciate telling them is it's actually really hard to do. Giving yourself that half an hour might actually feel very painful. And I'm guessing that it's because we just, we haven't done it. We haven't been allowed to give ourselves even that kind of basic care for most of our lives without being told it's time for another thing. It's time for another thing. Like we have schedules and we have TV shows and we have distractions and all of them take up a lot of time. And if you want to be on pace with everyone else and know what's going on in the world to keep your pulse on that, then you have to just keep going. And I think the world is really desperate for some nourishment, for slowing down and actually being able to connect in with ourselves and take a freaking break. And honestly, we don't know what that even means. Like we're two years into a pandemic where we have had to slow down and we still don't know what it means. And I just want to offer that that's okay. I mean, we've had entire lifetimes, decades and decades, most of us of living not ever having an opportunity to do this. No one taught us how to do this. So we're teaching ourselves and we're teaching ourselves how to do it while we think everyone else is not. While we think everyone else wants, needs, demands us to do it. And we have a lot of evidence how this is true because, you know, life keeps lifing. (laughs) We're still in the system that we're trying to disassemble. So (sighs) we have to be easy with ourselves and we need to learn how to acknowledge the pain of this moment, the difficulty we have of giving ourselves love, of giving ourselves a pause, of just saying kind things to ourselves and actually learning how to receive it and believe it. And you know what? I'm going to do a whole nother podcast about becoming a good receiver because it's, it's a challenge. It's a challenge for a lot of people to be able to receive. That was one of my yearly goals was to be received and to be a good receiver and spending a year in that thought. Um, it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about how, Oh, how many limits we put on receiving, how many special ideas we have around it. And like we have circumstances that we believe are okay to receive 
And then everything else is just rule, rule, rule. Can't have it this way. Can't have it that way. So disassembling all of that and learning where I still have ideas to disassemble around what it means to receive and to be open to receiving. Still, still unfolding all that, but it's deeply connected to this idea of providing yourself your own praise, your own acknowledgement, your own love. Now, I would never say only get your own praise, only seek your own approval, because of course, like we we want the love and approval and connection with others. Being connected is so deeply important to being human. But I think we become even better at it the more we're able to have kindness for our heart, for our soul and our lived experience. And I would hope that each and every one of you is able to you know, take a moment, put your hand on your heart and say, I love you to yourself and really mean it today. And notice whatever part of you jumps up and is like, I don't really believe that because whatever that is, listen to it because it's telling you something that you need. And maybe today is the day that you can actually hear that message. Mm. Sending you all a lot of love and looking forward to connecting to you again next week. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love and I'll see you next time.